Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our regular briefing. Today, we'll be hearing a regular update from public health. We'll also hear from our library and from our community development division uh, about some of our rental assistance work. So as usual, we'll start with public health, and I'd like to welcome to the podium Morgan Finke of Public Health Madison-Dane County. Morgan? Good morning. Uh, I want to start by giving a big picture look at where we stand in terms of combating the Omicron surge. Our data dashboard shows that cases and hospitalizations peaked in the middle of January when the seven-day average of new cases reached roughly 1,500 cases per day and the um, 195 patients hospitalized with COVID. In the week since, those numbers have dropped pretty steadily with the seven-day average of new cases now sitting at 456 cases per day and 130 hospitalizations. Um, I also want to highlight some hopeful news that came in our data snapshot last week. Even though the Omicron surge did result in 204% more cases than our winter spike in 2020, it only resulted in 16% more hospitalizations. Some of this effect is likely due to Omicron causing less severe disease, but it is also likely due to vaccines, which is a powerful tool to help keep people out of the hospital even when they do get sick. Responding to this pandemic has always been and continues to be a group effort reflected in the incredible number of people who have stepped up to get their vaccines. More than 847,000 doses have already been administered. More than 86% of those who are eligible have received at least one dose. And more than 67% of fully vaccinated people, 12 and older, have received their booster dose. Just since the beginning of the Omicron surge in December, more than 11,000 people have received their initial dose of vaccine and more than 71,000 people have gotten their booster. I want to emphasize when we talk about these numbers and when we talk about these statistics that every vaccination counts and every dose makes a difference. A quick reminder, you are eligible to receive your booster if you are 12 or older and have received your second dose of Pfizer at least five months ago, if you are 18 and older and have received your second dose of Moderna more than five months ago, and if you are 18 and older and received the Johnson & Johnson dose at least two months ago. If you do decide to get vaccinated, they are free and easily accessible throughout Dane County. Our South Madison Clinic offers vaccines on Mondays and our East Washington Clinic is open on Tuesdays. We also continue to work with more than a dozen community host sites, including local businesses, libraries, and community centers to host recurring mobile vaccination clinics. You can find a map with all of those details on our website. It's publichealthmdc.com vax. And if you're experiencing symptoms or you had close contact with someone who has COVID, there are a number of ways for you to either get a free PCR test or a free rapid test. Community testing is available through our partners, Accelerated Clinical Labs, at the Arena at the Alliant Energy Center, as well as the South Madison Clinic. You're encouraged to make an appointment, though we do accept walk-ins, and register within 72 hours of your appointment. When you do register, you'll get a QR code, and you can just show that to the staff on-site at the testing site, and you can be in and out of that testing site within five minutes. And don't forget, you can also order free rapid tests to be delivered to your home through the U.S. Postal Service. We have those details on our website, publichealthmdc.com testing. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan. And just to 
reinforce it's a great day to go get vaccinated if you haven't already and if you aren't already boosted please take advantage of all of the opportunities that public health is making available to get your vaccine or your booster and there's so many chances in our community to get those shots if you need them and i really hope people will go out and do your part to protect yourself and our entire community Next, we're going to hear from our amazing Madison Public Library, and we'll hear from Tana Elias. Tana? Good morning. <clears throat> Today, I'm here to talk about everyone's favorite topic, taxes. For over a decade, Madison Public Library has worked with volunteers through the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance and AARP's tax assistance programs to help low to moderate income individuals in filing their taxes electronically and for free. Assistance is available for individuals with disabilities, seniors, non-English speakers, and individuals who qualify for homestead credit or earned income credit. The impact of this service is tremendous. In 2017, we worked with service providers to determine how much of an impact this service had. We learned that tax assistance events in libraries provided significant economic benefits to the Madison community. That year, at four locations, we hosted 1,965 appointments. The average refund was $1,013 and in total, over $1.7 million were received in refunds, returning those tax dollars to our local economy is incredibly important. An additional estimated $325,000 were saved in fees through the use of the free online filing service. Through this service, <clears throat> some individuals were also able to complete taxes from previous years and update their standing with the IRS or the Wisconsin Department of Revenue. This year, Madison libraries have a selection of commonly requested pre-printed federal tax forms and instruction booklets available for customers to pick up during all library open hours. All libraries also have some state of Wisconsin tax forms free of charge. However, the Wisconsin Department of Revenue is not providing printed instruction booklets this year. Instead, you may have um, libraries print off instructions up to five pages for free in public libraries, or you may request them from the Department of Revenue. We have all information in our libraries and on our website for how to request that materials be mailed to you from the Department of Revenue. In addition, libraries are again hosting tax assistance service at Lakeview, Sequoia, and Central Libraries. Lakeview appointments are already full for the season, but Central Library will begin accepting appointments for March and April service on February 16 at 9 a.m., and the Sequoia Library will begin accepting appointments on February 18 at 9 a.m. Public libraries also have an assortment of tax preparation guidebooks and materials for individuals who want to do their taxes themselves. And we have computers and printers for those who want to file their taxes online or do some of the prep work that they need to file their taxes. You can learn more or see a list <clears throat> of other local tax assistance options at madpl.org slash tax hyphen assistance. 
This year's filing deadline is April 18 for most states, including Wisconsin, and Madison's public libraries can be your partner in completing your income taxes this year. Thank you. Thank you, Tana. It's a great service that our libraries offer to folks. And it's really remarkable to hear uh, what an impact that has both on individual households in terms of the return that they get and then amplified out into our community uh, with having those extra dollars come back to Madison. I want to emphasize how important it is for folks, even if you wouldn't normally file taxes because you don't make enough money, to file taxes this year because you may be eligible for the child tax credit or the earned income tax credit. The, the rules around these tax credits changed because of the American Rescue Plan Act. Uh, and thanks to President Biden, more money may be available to you. Many families got their child tax credit uh, mailed to them directly or deposited directly during the year, but you are likely eligible for an additional um, disbursement of that, or if you didn't get it on a monthly basis and you have children, you do need to file in order to access that tax credit. Similarly, the eligibility for the earned income tax credit has changed a little bit. Um, so we really encourage folks to file their taxes, get the tax credits that you are eligible for, uh, and obviously you can get the help of the library in doing that, or if you want more information about eligibility uh, and how to get free assistance in filing your taxes, you can visit childtaxcredit.gov. That's childtaxcredit, all one word, .gov to find out more. All right. Our last speaker for today is from our Community Development Division. Lynette Rhodes is here to talk about rental assistance. Hello, I'm here to provide an update on Dane Core Emergency Rental Assistance Program. This is a joint collaboration with Dane County and our current community partners of Community Action Coalition, Urban Triage, Tenant Resource Center, and providing in-person assistance for City of Madison residents in targeted neighborhoods, the African Center for Community Development, Meadowood Health Partnerships, and Nehemiah with Foster of Dane County. Core initially launched February of 2021. And until September of 2021, about $15 million of rental arrears were paid in full. The program expanded in September of 2021 to create Dane Core 2.0, bringing on new community partners and expanding the eligibility to higher income households, covering utilities, and proactively paying forward rent before a household goes into arrears. The first five months of the expanded Dane Core 2.0, there has been over $11 million of housing support provided to eligible households in our community. This has been a huge investment to keep people stably housed. City of Madison and Dane County understand that households are still experiencing financial hardship during the pandemic and have both requested and been awarded additional funds to support this program. The City of Madison will add $25 million to Dane Court 2.0, and Dane County will add $10 million. With the expansion of the program in September, thousands of new applications were submitted. I just want to provide a few helpful tips to tenants and landlords who are still applying for Dane Court 2.0. 
Application for tenants are prioritized for tenants making less than 50% of our county median income. They are then processed in the order they are received. Giving a tenant a notice does not prioritize their application, and we are asking for landlords to continue to work with us as we add more money to this fund and we streamline the processing system. Tenants only need to submit one application. Once that's processed, the processing agency will ask you to fill out an additional funds request form. By submitting more than one application, the processors have to merge your applications. Um, it is best for you to submit one application and be contacted by these agencies. This is the same tip for property owners. You only need to submit one application per W-9 that you manage. We will start reaching out to property managers in the next week to begin merging applications in the system. Both of these processes of submitting one application will greatly streamline our processing um, for both agencies. The other tip I want to provide is the two agencies processing applications are managing calls in a different way. For residents outside of the city of Madison, Urban Triage has a call center. The call center is open Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. You must call during this time and they do not accept voicemails outside of the call center hours. Residents within the city of Madison need to call Community Action Coalition. Community Action Coalition did not set up a new intake. You must leave a general voicemail on their intake line. This allows CAC to assess the household while they are ask you're asking your questions, and they may refer you to other programs that they offer. These two processes are different, but we feel that they are the best way for us to provide services to both City of Madison and Dane County residents. Thank you, Lynette, for that update. And I just want to thank Lynette, her staff, uh, the staff at our partner agencies, and everybody that's been involved in helping to get a tremendous amount of rental assistance out to people in our community who need it, who have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it's made a real difference. Um, it has kept people in their homes. Um, and I'll just add my voice to Lynette's in asking folks to... Uh, do their best to work through the process um, and for landlords to uh, please continue to work with our staff. Um, the money is available and it will get out um, and we need to keep people in their homes in the meantime. So this is a, a really great program. It's thanks to uh, Governor Evers and President Biden that we're able to distribute these funds. And I'm really grateful for the work that it's doing in our community, again, to keep people housed uh, and stable in their homes. All right, speaking of the American Rescue Plan Act and uh, funds that have come through from the federal government to help our community, I just wanted to highlight um, aspects of our ARPA allocation plan. The council passed uh, the plan last year and our staff have been working diligently to implement portions of it. Uh, obviously the rental assistance is, is one way that funds are coming through, but we also have a program that's focused on connecting our most vulnerable residents to basic needs. And uh, some of these funds are already out the door, uh, helping organizations connect with people in our community that need this support. I want to thank everybody who's been involved in that and give you just a few highlights and examples because I think this is really important, good work. One partner that got some of these funds is Tellurian. 
and they have uh, been working to conduct outreach to even more Madison residents experiencing homelessness, homelessness than ever before to provide them with connection to housing, with the supplies that they might need, um, and other services. And so that's, that's really important work and very happy that we've been able to support Tolarian in that work. The ARPA funding is also supporting outreach, uh, which specifically uh, deals with Madison's LGBTQ community. And outreach has assisted uh, adults and families in the Madison area providing basic needs, including assistance for transportation, food, utility bills, clothing, and housing. Another program that we've been supporting is Empower Home, which is run by the YWCA of Madison. And they are helping participants with daycare, transportation, housing, and accessing benefits that they're eligible for. This helps families stabilize, get uh, ed access to education, uh, finish their degrees, and stay employed. I want to thank all of our partner organizations and the staff that are making this possible. And again, thanks to President Biden for the American Rescue Plan Act funding that makes this possible. Speaking of funding that's available... The Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation is running a Main Street Bounce Back grant, which provides $10,000 to new or existing businesses or nonprofit organizations that move into vacant properties in our downtowns and commercial corridors. Funds are still available through this grant, so if you fit uh, that description of a business or nonprofit organization that is uh, moving into a vacant property. These funds can be used to pay leases or mortgages, operational expenses, and other businesses costs related to a new location. Uh, and uh, we highly encourage folks to take advantage of these grants um, if you're eligible for them. You can visit wedic.org, that's W-E-D-C.org, to learn more uh, and click on the links for the Main Street Bounce Back Grant. Okay, so I know it's early and we talk about this a lot over the months and years, but it is time to talk about elections again. Um, we do not have a spring primary here in the city of Madison on February 15th. Other places in Dane County do, but not here in the city of Madison. Our next election is April 5th for the spring general election. There's a number of things that will be on that ballot, including some judges, the Dane County Board of Supervisors, and school board seats, um, specifically seats three, four, and five. So while you don't have to make a plan to vote in February, you should start to make your plan to vote in April uh, and make sure that you're ready for that. You can visit the My Vote Wisconsin website um, to check your voter registration status, request an absentee ballot, and find out where your polling place will be in April. And of course, you can always contact our amazing city clerk at voting at cityofmadison.com or call 608-266-4601. The clerk's office is also partnering with our fantastic Madison Public Libraries um, to do voter education sessions uh, and outreach. And so these are times when an election official is available to register voters or answer questions about the voting process, um, help educate you about what voter ID you might need, um, how to become a poll worker, and about absentee voting. Um, so through March 15th, you can visit a number of different libraries uh, every day of the week except Sunday 
Um, and I'll just run through quickly those times, but you can find out more on the clerk's office website or on the library website. So on Mondays, Goodman South Library from noon to four. On Tuesdays, either Goodman South or Hawthorne, again, noon to four. On Wednesdays, folks are at Lakeview and Pinney, noon to four. On Thursdays, Hawthorne from noon to four. On Fridays at Meadow Ridge from 11 to three. And on Saturdays at Central from 11 to three. And I wanna thank uh, the strong partnership between our libraries and our clerk's office for helping to educate the public about voting. Speaking of libraries, our Madison Public Library Library Takeover Program uh, launches the first event of 2022 on February 26th at 6.30 p.m. The event is called Thrival Tools on Indigenous Winter Survival and Brilliance. And it will include a series of speakers representing different tribes and traditions. It will have music, singing, and more. And, and Thrival Tools is designed to provide a space for sharing cultural practices among native, native peoples, as well as introducing non-native people to the myriad methods by which indigenous communities have thrived throughout the year in this region, but especially during winter. This, place will take, this event will take place in person at the Central Library in the community rooms. There will also be a live stream available on Facebook, and you can learn more online at madpl.org slash thrivaltools. That's T-H-R-I-V-A-L tools. I encourage people to check out that event and all of the great events that our libraries host. Speaking of great events that our libraries host, uh, the Madison Public Library, Be Well Madison, and Midwest Mujeres are partnering to offer a virtual BIPOC wellness practitioner gathering on February 17th uh, from 7 to 8.30 p.m. via Zoom. Uh, this is called Putting It Into Practice Wellness Practitioners Summit. Uh, it will have a panel of local practitioners and organizers and focus on culturally diverse practitioners from various health and wellness fields. Everyone who is in a medical or wellness field broadly defined is welcome to attend. And you can register online at madpl.org slash livewell. That's madpl.org slash livewell. Another great event at our libraries. All right, uh, and a way for you to give feedback on some of our work around flood solutions. Our engineering and stormwater folks have been doing tremendous work to map our watersheds and to think about how to prevent and address flooding in our community. This has been a multi-year project and will continue for many years to come. And there have been lots of opportunities to engage with this. Here's another one. Uh, the first three final draft reports on our watershed study models are posted online and they propose potential solutions to flooding issues. Uh, these reports focus on the city's west side watersheds, Spring Harbor, Strickers, Mendota, and Wingra West. You can review these and give feedback uh, on these reports on the city's watershed website which is cityofmadison.com slash flooding. Click through to city initiatives and the watershed studies, and you should find all of those studies in their glory there waiting for your input and feedback. Uh, also just want to announce um, that tomorrow, Friday afternoon, and over the weekend, 
City agencies will be unable to process credit card payments online due to a scheduled software upgrade. So uh, sorry for any convenience that might cause, but this is an important software upgrade. And starting, uh, I think, about midday tomorrow through Monday morning, you should not expect to be able to make a payment uh, by credit card. So get them done today uh, or wait until Monday. And then just want to highlight community resources. Obviously, we talked about the rental assistance program already. Encourage people to take advantage of that. Uh, but there are a lot of other resources available in our community, uh, access to food, to health resources, uh, mental health resources, um, and much, much more. Uh, and the easiest way to access this is to call United Way of Dane County at 211 or to text your zip code to 898-211 and the good folks there can give you a rundown on our resources and what uh, you might be eligible for. If you need uh, computer access or internet um, to help in getting to some of those resources, our fantastic libraries can provide that for you, um, and you can make an appointment to use library computers. Just call 608-266-6300 or visit uh, the nearest library branch. Many more resources and how you can access them are posted at cityofmadison.com. Click on the community resources link. Um, you can also visit and subscribe to my blog at cityofmadison.com slash mayor slash blog. Uh, where the announcements that we make here and many more things are featured um, and encourage folks to read that. Now, I will end, as always, with some upcoming meetings that may be of interest to folks. All of these meetings and many more are posted on the city's website. Um, on the website, you can access agendas, notes from previous meetings. You can find out how to register to attend the meetings. Uh, all meetings are still uh, virtual for the moment, uh, so you will be attending via Zoom if you're interested, um, but all that information is on our website. So coming up today at 2.30, the Sustainable Madison Committee meets at 5, the Equal Opportunities Commission. On Monday the 14th, happy Valentine's Day, and you can go to the Transportation Policy and Planning Board with your Valentine if you want, or at 5, or at 5.30, the Police and Fire Commission. On Wednesday the 16th, at 4.30 p.m., the Board of Public Works will meet, and at 5 o'clock, our Economic Development Committee will meet. On Thursday the 17th at 5, the Landlord and Tenant Issues Committee meets. On Monday the 21st at 5.30, our Plan Commission will meet. And on Tuesday the 22nd at 4.30, the Water Utility Board meets, and at 6.30, the Common Council will meet. And then on Wednesday the 23rd at 5, the Transportation Commission meets, and at 5.30, the Community Services Committee will meet. And that is what I have for this time around. Katie, do we have questions? We have one question, and it's for public health. All right. Morgan, you want to come back up? The question is as follows. Do other states, i.e. New Jersey, Oregon, California, dropping statewide mask orders impact public health Madison-Dane County's thought process in Dane County's mask mandate? Are there specific case counts, averages, hospitalizations that uh, public health is using as metrics as it considers future mandates with the current one ending March 1st? What are those metrics? 
So as we've said before, uh, we consider a variety of metrics um, when we're making decisions about orders. And um, we typically make those announcements anywhere between a week and two weeks before the order is set to expire. So with the current order expiring on March 1st, you can expect an update here in the next week or two. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Morgan. And I want to do a quick shout out to the public health data team that keeps on track of all of those um, different numbers and metrics that we watch very carefully uh, in our efforts to keep our community safe. Um, any other questions today? All good. That's it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Stay warm out there. <laughs>